This is the G220 Effect, and we're here in the booth sharing God's truth. How about that? Amen. We are so excited for another uh, day to just share the word of God. It is so awesome. We get so excited when we come to record because we know that there's so many gems in God's word and we're just getting to discover those and just continue to uh, uh, just soak in those so we can get all that we can out of the word of God. You know, I always say when you in the darkness and that light hits you just right, you begin to shine like the light. Amen. And we know we can never exhaust the word of God. So it's always fun. And we always encourage you join us with your word open. And we just pray that you continue to get revelation. You continue to get knowledge out of the word of God. You can never exhaust it. There is so much in it to eternity. We will still be praising God. So, I mean, it's it's awesome. Get your Bible apps ready. You version Bible gateway. All those things ready. Get your tools and let's go. Amen. So today we're going to be discussing the topic of, um, is God a mystery? So we have some questions that we want to ask today um, that just like have us just thinking, because we hear a lot of these cliches all the time, and we just want to explore to see, are these really true? So ask yourself, have you ever said this? Oh, God works in mysterious ways. Wow. You know what's funny about that? You hear it all the time. You know, you always hear it. Is God mysterious? And then the next question is. The next question. Let's, let's, let's just look. Let's just look. May not come when you want to, but he's on time. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't that something? That's something. And then the last one is, if it's if it's his will for me, you know, if it's his will for me, it will happen. Let me ask you, you talking about that dude named Will or you talking about his will? Which one? <laughs> so how do you know if it's his will anyway? So that's all that we can explore today is just talking about, is there a mystery in God? Is God working in these mysterious ways that he, maybe he wants to heal today. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to uh, 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 set you free today. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants you to suffer just to learn something. Well, well, let me just say this. It's God hiding. Because, you know, when you're mysterious, you, get, you begin to hide behind stuff. <laughs> you, let's play hide, go seek. You know what I'm saying? You know, but is God mysterious? Let's go there first. Amen. You know, is he mysterious? What's so mysterious about God? You know, he said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word became flesh. What's so mysterious about that? And it said that God was in the cool of the day, chilling in the garden with Adam and Eve. <laughs> so what's so mysterious about that? Well, I think he started becoming a mystery when uh, Adam said, oh, uh, 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 but I'm naked. <laughs> he asked him, why are you hiding if I'm showing up? Why are you hiding, Adam? <laughs> That's Who so told you that you were naked? That's when the problem happened. Now you had to hide yourself from God. And, and th th I think that's where the problem started. He never wanted to, to be mysterious to us. He always wanted to commune with us and spend time with us and, and, and show us what he 
he created in the beginning. He said, "In let's make man in our likeness and image." Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. had an intention in in making us in his likeness and image. He didn't want us to be like him, but then not know anything about him. How do we know that we're like him unless we know him? But you know what? The most, the most, the greatest thing about that beginning was that he was like, "Adam, go ahead and name all the stuff that I'm making in this God. Go ahead and name it." And that that, that right there, just when I think about that. He gave him the the authority to say, name it. You, if you name it, that's what it is. Amen. And so if God is giving him that much power, so how mysterious is God if he's telling you, okay, I trust you enough to go ahead and name that. I trust you enough to go ahead and, and, and proclaim that. I trust you enough. To have dominion. <laughs> yeah. And so mysterious, is God mysterious or is he not, you know? Yeah, and th- and those things that we mentioned at the beginning, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and uh, may He may, you know, He may not come when you want Him, but He's always on time. Yeah. And, and how many of us know that God don't rest in time? The Bible <laughs> say that one day with Him is like a thousand years. So how is time equated to the one day in a thousand years? That don't make sense. It doesn't. It sure doesn't. So we're gonna go ahead and just uh, just continue to open this up and and hopefully i pray that your 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 ears are ready to hear your heart is ready to hear and just ask yourself these things and 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 i pray that the holy spirit will reveal to you the truth and so we're not saying these clichés and these traditions and things that we're so used to hearing a truth when they're not maybe they're not truth so mm-hmm. we're going to explore I, I like the statement that you said Steve about how we make excuses, you know, for God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what's funny that we tend to blame God. We tend to say, oh, God, you know, we got God in this box, right? And so this box consists of, God, I want you to do this for me. I want you to show me how this go. I want, you know what, matter of fact, God, you know what, if you do this, I'll do this. And, you know, and sometimes with, with that type of uh, when you get, put God in that type of stuff, you tend to blame him. And, it's a, and I wrote this because it, it was, I believe it was inspired. See, people make excuses for striving and causing, it, it causes them to blame God and to keep them believing that God does what he wants when he wants. He's just like, you're a puppet in his show. He's yeah. just pulling the strings. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pulling the, the, pulling the, the set and all that. Like, no, let's start over. Do it over. You know, like, like he's a director or something like that. But if God loves us, then why would he put us in predicaments when he said, oh, I'm going to do what I want anyway? Right. You know, and so he, God has given us this life, you know. He said, I, I've given you this life, right, to live. Amen. And, you know, and so that he said this life could be abundant. It could be abundant living if we choose to do it the right way. Yeah. And he he gave us a choice. He gave us a will. Why give us a will if he's just going to pull all the strings anyway? Right. Because it says I, 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 most of the time Steve always says this. He says, choose today who you will serve. Yeah. That's a you choice. Know, <laughs> you know what? And I, I'm reminded of the scriptures when he told Joshua, he not told him once. He not told him twice. He told him three times to choose. Choose this day who you will serve. Amen. And he, and what he was in the context, he was talking to Joshua. He was talking, your father's God. You know, they, they, they worship these idols. Now I'm, I'm telling you to choose this day who you will serve. And so, to get evidence and clean cut proof, and God telling you what to do. Guess what? I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna serve the God, not of my fathers, 
but the God that's alive. Amen. Yes, the God who's alive. So yes, we do um, tend to believe that God is, is pulling the strings and make excuses. And and I believe that the reason why maybe we even do that sometimes is so that we we don't get disappointed. It, it's kind of in, in our nature to want to protect ourselves, to want to defend ourselves. And this is the part that we were saying, who told us that we were naked, right? Is because we started focusing so much on me, me, me. I can do it. I can do it on my own, right? We became conscious of, of things, conscious of ourselves and aware of ourselves that we no longer dependent on God. So we became self-righteous. Yes. Ooh. And that, because of that, we have a tendency to want to guard ourselves, protect myself, me, 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 me. And God comes He's second, third, fourth thought. I don't even think about it. So in that case, it makes it easy for us not to 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 uh, take blame for anything that goes wrong. If I just say, oh, well, you know, whatever God wants to do, if it's in his will, you know, if he wants to do this, maybe he put the sickness on me, which. You know, we all know sickness yeah. does not come from God. Yeah, so right, we right, can right, even right. debunk that right away. It comes from sin and sin was not conceived by God. <laughs> and guess who was the author of that sin? Satan. Satan. You know, so Satan, the author says, so guess what? Sickness come from Satan. Yes. And even though God knew all these things, he knew that if we spent, if we stayed with him, we would always choose the right thing and walk in the right way. But no, we didn't. So in that case, it makes it easy for us to just say, oh, you know, if God wants to do this, then it's, it's, it's his will. It makes it easy for me not to take the, take any, any repercussions or yeah. disappointments or hurt that might come. Maybe you believed God for healing for someone. You didn't see it happen. So it's easy to just say, Oh, it was God's will, you know, that that person got sick. They learned from that or, you know, whatever it is, you know, we tend to make that a truth because like I said, we want to make ourselves protect ourselves. And you know, and you know, what's funny about that. All, all of those things deal with that selfish, that self-righteous part. Of man, when man says, "Oh, this is what it is," and this is, what, and that's exactly what it is. When, when it really isn't, you know, you know, God is the man that He shall not lie, as the Scripture speaks, that He shall never lie, and so everything He speaks is truth. Amen. So when we deal with issues like self righteousness, we got to first deal with the problem. The problem is self, and so you got to get self out the way, which that's dealing with my mind, my will, and my emotion. Get that stuff out the way because that's fleshly and start dealing with the spirit. For the spirit says that God knows all things. And so because he knows all things, he even know you. Amen. And so because he can know he knows you, he can deal with you. Amen. So we're going to read Psalm 25, verse 12 through 14, just to share a, a, a scripture that reminds us that God is on our side. We, we are partnering with God. It says, what man is that? Is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he shall shew them his covenant. Ooh. So those things that seem like they're secret because we're thinking in our natural minds, those things are for those that are in covenant with God. And we know we got a new covenant and it's awesome and it's with Jesus Christ. He brought the new covenant. So we get to inherit in those promises that he's with us. He wants to do life with us. He wants to commune with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. You know, all these things. So 
how can he be a mystery if he, he wants all of that out of us? He wants us to love him with all of our heart, all of our strength, all of, all of our being. He wants us to love him. So how, why would he, love doesn't look like that to him. He wants us. He said, you know, Jesus became the propitiation of our, our, our sins. Why? Because God never wanted there to be a divide between us and him. So he knew the remedy and the remedy was Jesus Christ to bring us back into communion with him so that we can really understand who we are. So let me ask this. So how can someone in your relationship become mysterious? And so for the believer, how does God, how is God mysterious if you have a relationship with him? The Bible says he's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. So how is he mysterious if he's the same? He does not change overnight. He does not move in a different direction because he sees something that's different. No, God is the same as today. He's, remember, he's infinite. So because he's infinite, that means he has no end. But, you know, as men, we can't understand what infinite is. I always say we got terms with God that we'll never understand forever. We'll never stand eternal. And that, that's it. So when you try to define forever, guess what ends up happening? end up using forever in a different in a deck in a definition so or a different word that just says forever forever, yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i mean uh, that's one of the things that i always say you know as we tend to try to uh uh, debunk is god mysterious or he works in mysterious ways the main piece of that is having a relationship with him amen and if you have a relationship with him god the mysterious parts of god become known because guess what just like when you're in a relationship with a person, guess what? When you first get in it, it's mysterious. You don't know how they act in front of people. You don't know how they act when they eat, that they, they etiquette. You don't know any of those things. You don't know how their socks look <laughs> when they take off their shoes. You don't know that because you're like, oh, okay. The impression of them is the outer appearance. But guess what? With God, when you get deeply into relationship with him, these things come off the page. He's no longer mysterious. He's moving in your life exactly the way he said he would. He would do. And you're lying in yourself in his will. Yes. Not your will because that's self-righteous. You know, your will is saying, oh, I'm going to do me. Oh, I'm going to do this. You know, you you, you you gain control over the thing that you said you're going to do. And it has nobody in there but you. You know how you can make a decision over, oh, I'm going to go eat at mama's house. And mama like, ah, not today. you like, no, I'm going to go over there anyway because I ain't got none in my fridge. And so you end up <laughs> going over there. Mama like, I ain't even cook. So you like, why you ain't cook? You know, I was coming over here. That's self-righteous. Allow, if your mom not asking you to come over there, don't go over there. <laughs> so, I mean, Amen. that's one of the things. But, I mean, that's minute compared to all the other things that we tend to think of being self-righteous. We tend to say, I, me, you know, it's all about us, you know, and that separates us from God. That that keeps the mystery a mystery. And, and so the thing here is that God wants to partner with you. He yes. wants to, because if he created you in his image and in his likeness, guess what? Then that means that your DNA structure is him. So why would he be a mystery when he, he, he created you to be like to walk and be him here on earth. I mean, of course, we we can't be God, God, but, you know, he he's created us like him. So that means that we have his nature in us. And we walk. We are his offspring. And we're walking in his image. Amen. Yeah. And his likeness. Yeah. So that is a blessing. And 
and and there's there's a scripture but before we go into the scripture i just had a revelation um just before we came here the holy spirit showed me this and this is we're going to get more into um the holy spirit because we talked about relationship but how best to be in relationship with god if we have the holy spirit it says here in colossians 1 verse 25 through 28 and 125 through 28 reads as follows, whereof I have made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifested to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory. And this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man all wisdom, that he may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So we know now that everything that we, we because of what happened over there in Genesis 3, <laughs> we some things we couldn't even know or understand, right? Yeah. But now, with through Christ, we get to inherit that understanding and be made perfect and be made whole in Christ so that we can understand these mysteries. It's no longer a mystery to us. So the revelation that I, I had earlier today was the problem is we are trying to understand God in a natural sense, right? The Bible tells us that God is a spirit and them that worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And if he's a spirit, we this things of the spirit can only be spiritually discerned. And we're going to go into that scripture. That's in 1 Corinthians 2. But we're going to go into that in a minute. But how can we then discern the things of the spirit for being natural? That's when we come up with excuses like, oh, if it's his will. Oh, you know, he's a mystery. God does mysterious things. Why? Because we can't fathom it in our natural mind, in our carnal mind. But when we get in our spirit and we get to understand the spirit of God in us by by being in the word, by spending time in, in, in his word, by spending time in prayer, by just being engulfed in the Holy Spirit and, 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 and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, direct us, teach us then we are operating in that spiritual place. And you know what's something about the spirit and the natural? The natural, there's an end to it. You know, there's always an end to things of the natural. You know, that man shall live and man shall die. So that's natural. You shall die. You know, uh, two plus two, when you get a math equation, it ends up having, a, it ends up having the, the final answer. And so there's an end. You know, when you say two plus two equals four, there's an end. And so everything in the natural has an end. Even the trees that bloom, eventually they will die. The grass will wither and fade, as the words say. You know, all these things, natural, will have an end. But guess what? The Spirit is all eternal. That's why God is telling us to walk in the Spirit, because these things are eternal. Amen. And Jesus, when Jesus was speaking about the kingdom of God, he was saying the kingdom of come, the kingdom come, thy will be done. He was saying the kingdom of God is with us, it's in us. And so we like, oh, naturally like, oh, what are you talking about, man? I want the kingdom. I want the kingdom. He said, no, it's in you. It's a way of thought. It's a way of movement. It's in the spirit, not the natural. So, so you say, I want the kingdom of God. You're looking for an actual building. You're looking for an actual temple saying, oh, that represents the kingdom. When he's saying the kingdom is in you, which is it's not just a thought. It's an action that follows because I have a relationship with the king. 
And you know what? I just thought about the story uh, of Elijah, and I think it's such a good example of what you just said, Steve, um, and and that miracle that happened with the woman who had the 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 jar of oil and a little bit of bread, and it multiplied, and it just kept. Yeah, it yeah. was more and yeah. more and more and more and more, and that's because what happened there was an act of belief and an act of faith, which are spiritual. Uh, uh, actions that we get to make. And uh, the result of that was a multiplication that in the natural, it, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that I have a, a jar of oil or this one piece of bread and all of a sudden it multiplies into uh, way more than enough. And you're feeding thousands. I, and you're, uh, yeah, and, and also that miracle. But yeah. it, it just reminds me, and, and God showed us through his word, this same thing that you're saying, that when, when it comes to him, he goes beyond the natural so he wants us to be in that action of belief and that action of of our faith being in action through belief to really see what he can do in the spirit it's so much greater so if i now think in my natural mind that oh i have one oil so maybe if i calculate how many drops i need every day to make it last one year you could probably calculate the drops and see how many drops of oil you need to put in your little pan to make it last the whole year but when it comes to now being in faith and belief things multiply not only do they multiply but they 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 are provision they work they're the right thing that you need at the right time i mean that's the power of the things that are in the spirit so we cannot discern the things of god who's a spirit with in our natural mind and i i pray that this is not like going over anybody's head (laughs) just just soak in that for for if you have to rewind you know if you have to listen back to this recorded listen back to it i mean this is um just awesome awesome to know so we're gonna go ahead and read this scripture because it goes right into what we're talking about. It's quite long. It's in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7 through 13. It says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, but God hath revealed them. Here's the kicker. <laughs> but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. How do we know them? (laughs) By knowing the Spirit, right? By being in the Spirit. So (laughs) it says, which things also we speak, not in the words which, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And I mean, it goes on to talk about the natural things with natural. They don't mix. (laughs) And and, and so that's a funny because we have spent so much time as the believers of God and as the people of this world trying to compare God to the natural things that we see. And it don't mount up. It don't add up. It don't do any of us justice to try to compare God to the natural because all it does is put him in a box. 
Yes. And when he's in a box, guess what? You don't get the best out of it. Just like the scripture said that he will be able to freely show you those things that uh, that give him glory. He can't do that if you're putting him in a box. If you're just saying, oh, you know, if it's just his will. No, he's like, OK, in this situation. And I, I, I really wanted us to share testimony. There's a testimony that Steve shares um, that's really awesome about just speaking in tongues and being in the spirit and what the Lord shows in the spirit. Also, yeah. So we, we had an experience at church one time and um, it, it was awesome because uh, a, a lady had to be prayed for, a lady that had cancer. And so when she came up, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm talking to the Lord, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm talking natural. I'm like, Lord, okay, what you want to go on? What you want to do? And all this. And so I got nothing. I got nothing. Everybody prayed for everybody circled around. And I guess the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray. My hands started to get hot. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I know what that means when my hands started to get hot. Not saying you need a symbol like that to know the prayer and I'm like that. This is because Steve has a relationship with God. So he knows the things that that happen to him when God is speaking to him about healing. And all of us are different. Some people feel pain. The the area that, you know, God wants that person healed and you just know, okay, somebody has backache and I need to pray for this. So, you know, that comes with relationship too. And and so I said, you know what, Lord, I don't know what to pray for. And she's standing there. So I stepped back and I'm like, okay. I, I began to speak in tongues. And when I began to speak in tongues, um, they flowed out and I immediately know, knew what to pray for. Immediately knew where to, you know, to, to tell and um, direct people to do, you know, to like lay your hands right here, lay your hands right here. And I began to speak what God had told me to, to pray about. And all you can see is the weights being lifted. You can see her being healed in the spirit. And the only thing that would have took for her to be healed was for her to just believe. And so at that moment in time, you can see her like she started to cry and all this stuff. And she started to feel like the weight being lifted. And all of a sudden it was just like, man, this is what God is talking about, how he heals miraculously and is not mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. In that instance, God gave Steve the wisdom he needed. And that's what the word tells us. We read out of Colossians, we read out of Corinthians, and it says he shows us the, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge that we need to be yeah. able to in every situation. I mean, even if you go on to read like first Corinthians between 12 and like 15, it talks about the different gifts that God has given us and how they operate. It, it's so wonderful to see that in that instance, the Lord said, this is a time for healing. I want you to lay hands on this person and begin to declare healing over them. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that was the wisdom. There was no mystery anymore no. because at first when you were thinking in your natural you're like, man, how's this? Lord, I don't have anything to pray about. But you you spoke in tongues, which it says in, I believe, 1 Corinthians 14, that when we speak in tongues, we're speaking to God. It's a, it's a, it's a language to God that that he begins to download in our minds yeah. what, what the Spirit is saying. Yeah, That's yeah, how much yeah, he yeah. wants to partner with us. So it's yeah. not even a mystery. Yes, yeah, sometimes we speak in t- tongues. I mean, that, that's a whole topic. We can spend uh, some time talking about that. But he, because we're speaking this language that we don't understand naturally, God still says, I want you to get understanding of the things that you're speaking. So sometimes he gives us the interpretation yeah, right definitely. away. And Steve got that interpretation and was able to do exactly what God wanted him to do, what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do. Yeah, and yeah. he did just that. I mean, that's one of the 
few testimonies that we can share and and because of time we might not be able to share many more but this is just how awesome it is yeah. to be led by the yeah. spirit to discern the things of the spirit in the spirit and not say oh naturally oh i've done this before yeah. so maybe if no i do experience. this or oh because she said that her doctor told her this i guess i can't really believe for that because the prognosis of the doctor might not be the best so right, right, uh, let's right. just go with what the doctor says that's that's natural that's carnal <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say it. It yeah, is carnal. It is. And God wants us to be in the spirit so that we can know the mysteries so that people will be like, whoa, how did that happen? Because God wants to partner with us and show us those mysteries by giving us wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all of those things. And and I, I, I guess I have a minute to just share my testimony quickly, um, not going into too much detail. But there was a situation in my life where I was believing for a certain thing and I had to put in an application. And this application process, uh, you know, it, it was it was really a, a lengthy application process that takes time. And I needed this application to be done so I can move on and go on with the things in my life. Right. And I remember one night just being frustrated and just saying, Lord, I'm frustrated. I'm scared to pray because I feel like if I pray, things don't happen my way, then I'll be disappointed. I mean, these are my thoughts that I'm going through. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, pray in tongues. And so I began to pray in tongues. I prayed in tongues and I continue. I mean, that night it was like for hours I, I prayed in tongues. And and we often talk about this, that sometimes when we do those things that are, uh, that are spiritual, it takes us out of the natural. So I believe I prayed in tongues for so long that, you know, my faith started really building up, which is, you know, Jude 1. Jude 20, it says that we build ourselves in the mo most, most holy, holy faith. faith. Yeah. So I, I did that. And then and I called, the Holy Spirit said, call the place and, and just ask about your application. Within days, something that was going to take months happened and I got results like that. So I wanted to share that also to just remind us that we are to be in the spirit. And we are to be led by the spirit. Uh, we cannot discern the things of God in our natural mind. And like Steve said, we then put God in a box when we try to discern the spiritual things in our carnal mind. And then we limit God and come up with reasons like, oh, God, as you wish. So, <laughs> you know, I always say this, but, you know, the, the understanding is that God is a spirit. So to understand him, you must Walk in the spirit or must be in the spirit. You can't understand God with the natural because you'll begin to think he's just natural. And so with that being said, you know, this is the conclusion of the matter that remember that God is a spirit. And so those who listen and those who know the G220 effect, we just speak right now into your life right now that you would want to understand God in the most that he is a spirit. And so to tap into that, you have to be in the spirit. That means you have to read his word. That means you have to pray. That means you have to fast. That means you have to do all those things. So we speak right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you, that listen, that you will grow, and that you will understand that to walk in the Spirit is to be in the Spirit. And we speak this in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. And we're ghosts.